It's great to have you with us from wherever you're tuning in from. For more information about Elevate Church or to contact us, head to our website elevatechurch.me and take us wherever you go by downloading our Elevate Church AU app. We hope this message inspires and helps you to take your next steps in your journey. Well, good morning, Elevate Church. Very excited this morning. We are launching a brand new series called Winning the War in Your Mind. And this series is based on a book by the same title uh, by Craig Groeschel. And um, just want to say right off the bat, the actual title is, I mean, this is Craig Groeschel's title that we've uh, adapted it from. It's very evocative, and I'm sure it's intentionally very evocative. You, you have to get people's attention if you want to sell books. Um, but one of the things I just want to make sure we understand is that uh, while uh, some people, and, and potentially some of you and, and or people you know, have maybe what you might think of as some um, extreme struggles and battles in, in their thought life and thought patterns, uh, this is... I hope this series will have something for people uh, for whom that's true. However, I would think that all of us at different times experience thoughts and thought patterns that are less than God's best. Almost like there's like a spectrum along here with our thought life. So for the Gen Pop, this is also a series for you as well. Don't just write this off like, well, my thoughts aren't like that bad. Uh, this is for all of us, that we can learn to have the sort of thoughts that will lead us to God's best in our life. Now, just a heads up, this is a companion series to a series we taught early 2019 called Mastermind, Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life. And when we taught this series, we got incredible feedback from the series, um, and uh, both here live and also uh, on our podcast. So if you missed that or you want to revisit it, then that series is still available on our podcast um, as well. But let me just ask, you know, set the scene. Do you ever have some battles in your mind, battles with your thinking? You know, maybe you're coming up to a certain situation and you begin that with thoughts of faith. Like, I'm going to get this done. I'm tackling this. Me and God, there's, there's, you know, there's no stopping us. And then partway through, uh, attacking that, that circumstance, you find yourself with some thoughts of doubt. You know, this battle's going on. Maybe you bounce out of bed one morning and you are filled with confident thoughts. This is, man, I am going to crush this. And then halfway through the day, insecure thoughts start to filter in. Well, you probably aren't Maybe this one, and this one gets a lot of publicity these days, a battle between peaceful thoughts and anxious thoughts. And your mind kind of shifts and, and wrestles between those two competing things. Uh, challenges in our thinking and our thought patterns, they're not new, uh, yet they're certainly getting a lot more publicity. And the publicity suggests that Issues around our thought life being less or being suboptimal are on the increase. And it shouldn't come as a surprise. I mean, here's a couple of things that are relatively um, 
not, well, again, they're, they're on the rise in our culture that kind of pl- play to and amplify challenges with our thinking. One is the comparison culture, not, not the comparison culture that we live in, because I think we've always lived in some version of a comparison culture, but just now how, how very much how easy it is and how we're constantly exposed to this comparison culture, reminding us that, that we might never shape up, we might never get there, we might never be able to, to accomplish that compared to what they've done. And, and this can actually play to uh, anxiety in our thoughts. Another one, and this one I think maybe flies under the radar a little bit, is that we now live in an always-on culture. And I hope this is a bit of a light bulb for some of us. We live in an always-on culture. We're always reachable. We're always contactable. We've always got people putting expectations on us. And, and we can't ever kind of escape that. Now, one of my um, online mentors, Kerry Newoff, he wrote a blog a few months ago, which he called Some Non-Obvious Reasons why you feel busier than ever. And I'm like, I'm reading that. So I take a deep dive into this blog. Here's a couple of the points he made. Number one, your home and your pocket are now also your office. That the days of turning up at nine and going home at five, for so many people now, that line is so blurred that it doesn't exist. That our, our home and our pocket are now also our office, and we're being expected in some cases, or we put ourselves in the position where we're answering emails and text messages and so on. I won't say 24 hours a day, but I'll say beyond, hang on a sec, beyond uh, the time that we would have historically. Another one is this, inbound messages are at an all-time high. Did you know there is a thing on your digital devices called notifications? Notifications... This is what they are. They are a message to tell you that you got a message. In, in, in other words, you're actually, if you've got notifications switched on, you're actually doubling your inbound message number purely by having notifications. And what this does, see, our, um, we, our minds are not designed to be always... On. We're not designed to be always fielding expectations and questions and comments. And, and it can really uh, rewire our brain. And I use the, the term rewire very intentionally. Now, just to give you a little biology lesson, our brain, one of the key modus operandi of our brain is what's called neural pathways, that, that, that the thoughts that we have are actually thoughts that travel from a starting place to an end destination along what's called a neural pathway. And what happens is these neural pathways over the course of time, as we repeat the same sorts of thoughts, they actually get more and more entrenched to where they become our default thought pattern automatically. Our brain just goes there. And that's good if it's working for us. That's good if our thoughts and our thought patterns are taking us in the direction that God would want our thought life to go. But it cuts both ways. That over time, if our thoughts are less than what 
God has for us, less than God's best, then those neural pathways get more and more entrenched and we will find ourselves and do find ourselves based on our thought life going in a particular direction as our default. And the metaphor isn't so much a metaphor that, that the destinations that our neural pathways lead to actually lead us to those same destinations in our life. That we'll make decisions, we'll, 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 we'll say things, we'll do things that are the result of these neural pathways. And if we are experiencing and if our thought patterns are less than God's best, then we have a choice to make. We can decide just to like let that be our default. Or we can, as the title of this series suggests, we can actually declare war. We can actually say, you know what, I, this has been my thought pattern, but I'm not going to continue with this. This has been how I've let things just go, but I'm going to declare war and I'm going to rewire my brain. See, what goes on in our mind comes out in our life. Now, here's the good news. Ready for some good news? All right, here's the good. The good news is we can reroute, rewire, reprogram our brains, these same neural pathways can actually be shut down if they're taking us to a destination that's less than God's best. And we can, we can launch new neural pathways. Our brain, it's what's called brain plasticity. Our brain has the ability to develop new, better neural pathways. Because of that, you don't have to settle with, well, I've always been this way. Oh, this is just who I am. Oh, my parents were like that, and so I just learned to be like that, and, you know, it's probably all I'll ever be able to experience. And God says, no, 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 I, I can actually work and stage an intervention. I can actually work with you. If you want to declare war and say that I'm not going to settle for thoughts that are less than God's best, then God will work with that to help reroute. And it will take work, just a little heads up, if you decide to declare war. And it will take time. It's not going to be an overnight thing. It's not a simple switch that you just pull. It's, it's going to take time. It's going to take work. But the time that you put in and the work that you put in will actually produce the results that make that time and work worth it. And, and I know this to be true from not my own personal life, in my life, but my father. My father, when I was growing up, he was uh, hospitalized into a psychiatric hospital on two separate occasions and, and was an inpatient there for many, many months because he uh, got to a level of, of clinical depression that he literally couldn't cope in the real world. And so, um, you know, I mean, to his credit, he put in the time and he put in the work and over months and years he was able to reroute and reprogram his brain to where if you'd met him several years after his second hospitalization, you would never have even guessed that this guy was a few years ago hospitalized for extreme clinical depression. So it's possible at whatever level you're at where your thinking is less than God's best, it's possible to reroute. It will take time and it will take work, but it's worth it. And I want to show you something that Paul encouraged 
a church with, and I think he would encourage us with today. So if you've got your Bible app, you can pop that open to, and pop it over to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. This is the second letter that Paul wrote to the church in Corinth. Now, Paul was like an entrepreneurial leader in the early church, and uh, he would lead and mentor and communicate with the churches in the known parts of the world back then. So this was a place in uh, Greece, a place called Corinth. This was the second letter he wrote to them. And a slice that he wrote to them was all about this thoughts and impulses and emotions, where he encouraged them with this, th- these very words. We use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God, fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of the life shaped by Christ. You know, Paul's drawing this contrast between potentially our thought lives being actually in conflict with God's best, not actually meeting and marrying up and overlapping with God's best thoughts, emotions, impulses. And yet, thankfully, he makes the same point that we can reshape, we can reroute, we can reprogram our thoughts so that they line up with God's best, line up with Jesus' best for us. So all I want to do today really is just to pop the hood and run some diagnostics to help us think about what we think about. One of the problems with our default thinking is, is over time, we potentially aren't even aware of it. That's just because it's just normal for us. And so let's pop the hood. Let me run just a few diagnostics and see if, if, if you, um, maybe a warning light goes off for you that, that, that oh, yeah, oh, you know what? Yeah, that actually is something that requires some attention. And then I want to invite you, if the warning light goes off, to join us. This is a four-week series. And really begin to declare war and begin to reroute that thinking. So here's, here's one. And these, I'm just gonna, these are on a scale, 1 to 10. 1 at one end, 10 at the other. Worry or peace. Are you, generally speaking, when a circumstance comes up against you that you maybe realize you can't control or you know you're going to have to go through it even though you'd prefer not to, or you don't know, you don't, is your default thought more on the worry end or more on the, the peace end? Here's another one. Are your, is your default thought pattern more on, more on, more on the negative or the positive? Like you just, like I'm just talking, generally speaking, your default Oh, it's probably not going to be my day today. Oh, it always happens to me. What about this one? This is good. Oh, you know, Murphy's Law. And I always say to people that say Murphy's Law, I'm like, who's Murphy? And, and why did you let him have the head seat at your table of your mind? Like, what about God's law? Like, kick Murphy out and put Jesus there. It's always going to be better. Mm. Or this one. Are your thoughts more temporal, like just everyday stuff that ultimately, ultimately won't matter? Or are your thoughts more eternal, which is going to help you see things through a long arc, through the kingdom of God, through God's perspective? Well, here's another set of diagnostics. Let me run this one. This is the when I blank, then I. And this is, again, about your thoughts life. This is about triggers. 
When this happens, when this trigger happens, when this situation happens, when this person happens, then my thoughts tend to default to this. This is the trigger. This is the default. Here's a few. When I am alone, then I... What might that be? When I'm feeling overwhelmed, then I open the fridge. Then I hit the bottom of the ice cream tub. When I get criticized, then I retreat like a turtle. Then I lash out and swing back, make sure I win. When I look in the mirror, then I. When I experience tension from my spouse, then I think to myself, I'll show them. Or this one, when I am tired, then I. And what's some of your thoughts with that? Because these are indicators of the existing neural pathways that we have. And if they're less than God's best, then this is my invitation. Let's go on a rerouting journey. Let's actually think about what we think about. And when we identify that it's less than God's best, let's declare war. Let's say, you know what? I, I, I want God, I want to think better. I want to experience better. I want peace to be my default. I want positivity to be my default. I want joy to be my default. I want eternity to be my default. And this same guy, Paul, he had, an, he had an expression for it. This is what he wrote to the church in Rome. Don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. And this is his catchphrase, by the renewing of your mind. So this rerouting, it's ultimately renewing our mind. This is how you are. This is how I am. This is how I think. This is how it's been for me. This has become my default. However, if, I, if and when I identify that that current default is less than God's best, then I want to renew my mind over time, put in the work, and experience better, experience God's best. Now, when some of these things are extreme, I, I want to just uh, not gloss over that you may, or someone in this situation where things are extreme, may require some professional assistance, that a, like a good Christian counselor, um, and, and I know many, well, not many of you, well, some of you, and I know many people have, have engaged that uh, professional assistance, and you know, God will work through that professional as well. Um, so, in four weeks, we're not going to be able to do for you what a counselor, if you, you know, are in a more extreme kind of setting, uh, we're not going to be able to do that for you. So just ensure we're not trying to overpromise and ultimately underdeliver. Alongside that, and then for many of us who maybe things aren't quite so extreme, but still less than God's best, let me give you a little bit of a, a pro strategy, which actually I'm going to teach on next week. But let me just run a few teasers. And, and the pro strategy is to, and this is all about what Paul wrote to the church in Corinth, about taking our thoughts and our impulses and our emotions that are less than God's best and lining them up 
with God's truth. So they're not in contrast to God's truth, but they're actually slipstreaming and following God's truth. The pro move and the way that God talks about doing that and renewing our mind is actually by confronting what's ultimately less than his best, a lie in many cases, with his truth. And, and when this pops up, when this default thought pops up, we actually speak God's truth over that thought, God's truth over that situation. And in doing so, over time, our brains can actually get rewired, rerouted to something more like God's best. Here's a few teasers. If you ever find yourself struggling with thinking that you're never enough, you'll never be good enough, you'll never have enough, you'll never be able to perform at the level that's required of you, and that's your thinking, I'm never good enough, God says, no, no, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Let that truth become the thing that you declare war on the lie with. Here's another one. If you ever struggle with body image issues, God says, no, 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 you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And here's the last one. If you ever feel like a dark cloud is just following you, God says, no, 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 the joy of God is your strength. And you confront that dark cloud with God's truth. You know, no, that is my default. That's what I'm experiencing, but I'm not going to settle for that. I'm not going to buy into that. I'm not going to allow that to be my, my, my truth and my future. No, the joy of God is my strength. So let me pray. I'm going to pray because I really want this series to be helpful. Like this is like, this is, this is stuff. This, and by the way, this isn't Jesus follower stuff. This is people stuff. And so you might have some friends that, 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 that will benefit from this. And they're not even Jesus followers, but they didn't know about brain plasticity. They didn't even know that, that God has allowed and created us in a way that we can actually reroute our thinking. And, and some of th- those people in, in your spheres, you know, encourage them to tune into this. And they're like, oh, isn't there going to be some Bible stuff in there? It's like, yeah, yeah, there is. But, you know, just there's a fast forward thing on the podcast. You can just t- tap this. God, I thank you in advance for uh, what you are going to do in and through this series as we, as we declare war on thoughts and thinking and thought patterns that are less than your best. As we identify, as we think about what we think about, as we identify those things, God, shine your light on them. Shine your light on them to, to remind us that you don't shine your light to shame us, but you shine your light to transform us. You shine your light because you want to stage an intervention where you're going to insert yourself into our narrative. You're going to insert yourself into our process that you will always lead us to better. You will always lead us to new and better. God, as we, as we commit to renewing our mind, confronting the lies with your truth, God, help us. Help us become people that are more, uh, that are hungrier for your truth, that, that are more in tune with what you say and, and not what our culture or our own history says. And I thank you for breakthrough in advance. I thank you for transformation in advance. I thank you for freedom and joy and peace in advance. In Jesus' name. 
We really hope you got a lot out of this message. If you live in the Perth area, we'd love for you to join one of our live experiences. For times and directions, as well as information, head to our website, elevatechurch.me. For those of you beyond the Perth area, we'd love for you to connect with our online experience, which premieres every Sunday via YouTube and Facebook Live, and on demand immediately after. And to partner with us to reach more people by giving financially, head to our website, elevatechurch.me, and also download our Elevate Church AU app.